mic is actually <laughs> muted. <laughs> you can hear it through my mic. Yeah. So, um, this is Driveway Liberty Podcast. We are shooting live from the Burnett Corporate Center in Freeport, Florida, on the beautiful West Herndon Highway out here. And I'm here with my good friend Dan and our special co host, uh, Kevin Raleigh. Raleigh. You got to roll the R. You got to roll Raleigh. There you go. Raleigh. We'll go with that. Um, who sat in with for the marathon today? This is our third cast today, and um, he he did our local cast, and you can hear our audio cast will come out next week. And uh, man, we're we're having a big time hanging out with him right here in the beautiful Driveway Liberty Media Studios. And uh, so there's how you boys doing. Doing good, doing good. You know, we didn't we didn't put up the banner behind us. No, but we've got um, we got we, graphics. We got to, graphics to in there, man. Look at that. Look at that. On our fancy, on our fancy. It could wall. almost be a banner. It could almost, almost be. Yeah, almost. we normally hang up the flag behind us, but uh, we uh, forgot about it tonight, thanks to all the beers we've tried during the, <laughs> yeah. the multiple like, casts. The, we've done the, the conversations morning. haven't stopped between the casts. No, no, no. Literally, we've been We've here. been straight up talking since about lunch today. Yeah. So. <laughs> Nonstop. Yeah. Maybe we should have just let the cameras run all day. And yeah, just it might be that. better. Just a hot mic the whole time. <laughs> right? We'd yeah. probably get in trouble that way. Yeah, it yeah. can be dangerous. We'd have to Absolutely. trust the editor. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, man, uh, we are. Uh, yeah, America has fallen, guys. It has officially fallen because a sitting president has gone after a political opponent to have him locked up. Now, whether you support his political opponent or not, which I personally do not, if I'm being honest, it, that's irrelevant. You have to be concerned about a man who had the authority as president to classify or declassify documents who was arrested on such an offense. What do you guys think while I do other shit over here? Well, I agree with you in principle, but I, I think that Trump does not do himself any favors in regards to this. Now, it, from the people who don't have detailed information about this, you're looking at it as Trump had classified documents in Mar-a-Lago with Secret Service there. It's not like Trump's, it's not like it's in the lobby of Mar-a-Lago. You know, he, the, the archives came in and said, this needs to be, more prop, more securely stored, so he put a padlock on the door. He did all those things. We learned about all that stuff in the, uh, previously. And then you look and you've got Pence had documents that were classified at his residence. Right. And then you go to Biden, who's the current president, had that shit all over the country. So he's got it in his garage in a box next to his Corvette. He's got it at, um, what was it, University of Pennsylvania, um, and he had it in, in another area. Right. So he's got those things. And then it's funny because the uneducated people, the people who don't know the details of this, would be like, well, Trump had a thousand documents and Biden had 25. Okay, that's your argument? Yeah. Like yeah. volume has nothing to volume do with it. Volume is this. not part if of it. If what equation. you're saying is true that 
by you not handling classified documents in the proper manner puts American lives at risk. Then whether it's it twenty five one or singular thousand, document, and in reality, it can take as simple as one paragraph or one sentence on one document to meet that. Yes. So if you're making that required. argument, then you're going to dismiss the thirty three thousand emails that Hillary had just because she told you it was about yoga and her yes. grandchildren and wedding planning. Right. And by bringing up Biden and Pence. And Hillary Clinton. And oh, by the way, those are people on both sides of the political fence. Correct. Right. Correct. Application of the rules is, is, is item number one. He's the first person that has been part of this government in this manner. And certainly the first president that has been officially brought on charges for this. Yes. Whereas there has been evidence that has come out about Hillary Clinton. Absolutely. It's basically admitted, known and fact as far as the public perception is concerned there's allegations against biden and yet a singular person is put on the stake to burn for this principle now secondly you and you mentioned this the security at mar-a-lago i find it interesting that trump and a singular aide are being brought up on charges Having, having served in the military and knowing how some of those structures work, A, things roll downhill. Mm -hmm. Right. And two, everybody that would be involved in or have opportunity to either not secure or secure these materials should be considered part of said case. But none of the Secret Service, none of his staff, None of the rest of the people that would have been involved in providing the security or advising him of the right and or wrong of it. None of those entities are part of this lawsuit. Mm -hmm. It is himself and a token. I'm, I'm using that word as an opinion word here, but a token aid. Um, when you compare that to the lack of prosecution for these same things across the political spectrum, it does bring a lot of things to question. So let me let me let me bring up some history. So the the National Archives and Records Administrative Act was uh, enacted, put into law under Jimmy Carter's presidency. Although it didn't apply to Carter, it applied to when Reagan took office. So in the past, so that's forty years that this has been in place. And there is documented evidence that every single president from Reagan to the both Bushes all the way through to current day. Yeah. And a great deal have, of those materials end up in their presidential libraries. Have violated this act extensively. If, if, you're, if you're going to, and this is the issue, the biggest issue is. If you're going to go by the letter of the law, the actual defined letter of the law, and you want to hold somebody accountable to that, how do you not apply that law to everybody else? Accurate. But I would also say, based off of my understanding, and I, I'll admit I haven't studied that law that you're referring to in detail, there is an onus put on the president to declassify, and they are allowed to do things with that classification that only the president in their position is allowed to do. So one could say, and I've heard it said in the media, oh, well, 
Bush or Reagan or Clinton, well, they had the authority based on that law. This has been put forward as a reason why they're not being held to that standard because there's allowances in that law that a president has certain privileges. But they're not but allowing that. All to be of a sudden, those Trump. privileges cannot do not apply to President Trump. Uh -huh. And then the the other thing is, listen, a human being, especially somebody who has been elected president, can't can't realistically be expected to know every law and and how to handle every single situation they're put in, especially somebody who like Trump, who comes in not a part of the political process prior. Mm. So he's elected as a civilian. Yeah, he had no clearance for DOD level clearance. Nothing. Investigation yeah. prior. So he doesn't know the office. law and how to handle these kind of things. So up until Trump, in every other instance, a representative from, from the archives came and assisted the president at the end of their term with how to handle those documents what they could preserve as their property which is a lot of it a lot of its memoirs and notes and things that you know you want to keep as your time in office yeah. as president etc or you go into museums etc at all of them had assistance except trump they told them fuck you man you're on your own they didn't say well, it one, but they just one, one could infer that but i don't I actually don't believe that, but that's an inference they're trying to use. There, I can't fathom having spent as many years in government constructs as I have, that there wasn't a host of people trained and knowledgeable in the law and in the procedures for classification at his beck and call and informing him of the processes along the way. So that leads me to ask a very simple question. Did he ignore and go against explicitly there's against nobody, all that advice? Okay, there's or there's, there's nobody making an argument. There's nobody making an argument that we provided this assistant to him and he told us to pound sand. Nobody's making that exactly. Argument. The argument that's being made is the people who are in the know. So whether it's and I I, I don't have sources. This is an article that that I read. Um, and basically, there's people in the know that say that they believe this was a setup, just another way in which they can entrap <clears throat> Trump in some sort of legal thing because they didn't assist him yeah. in if, walking if through If all this. those people who would have been assigned under normal governmental procedures to ensure that he had the knowledge and was advised throughout that process of moving and loading that moving truck and unloading that moving truck at Mar-a-Lago, if we're supposed to believe that all those entities failed to inform him and he was just cowboying it out there, figuring it out on his own, then there should be a whole lot more people being brought up on charges. Yeah, but it's not about them. It's about allowing an opportunity to happen in order to ensnare the person that everybody exactly. surrounded and, by and that, wants to see him go away. That's exactly my point. Yeah. It, it it reveals the hand of the setup of the of the manipulation to create the scenario where they could uh, charge him. Yeah, which and not only does that take care of or 
potentially take care of this as a problem. Like they see Trump as a problem so they can use this to take care of him. And ultimately they just want to keep him from running. Yeah. And to, to come back, Wes, and I know you're being all quiet and studious. No, no, there, I, I, we had a couple of technical things going on, and I'm trying to trying to get those knocked out. And y'all were carrying on quite nicely. No, that's fine. At so, the beginning of the cast, you mentioned you're not a Trump supporter in the traditional, and that's fine. I, I don't want to be in a debate about who's supporting who. Right. But why not? My, well, we can <laughs> if you want, but I, that would be a change in subject in a manner of speaking. <laughs> But right is right and wrong is wrong. And and for Trump to be arraigned for something that actually Obama, Biden, Clinton. not Clinton, I mean, have done Bush one, Bush two. What What's funny is all Reagan. of these presidents that have done this, it's legal for them to do that. It is absolutely legal for them to do that. What's not legal is a secretary of state who is allegedly responsible for suiciding hundreds of people, her and her husband, and a vice president slash senator who is now president for to have that shit going on. Yeah. And, and that that act from Carter's era that you're referring to is specifically and only in, revel- in relation to the presidential Correct. Uh, uh, privileges. Yeah, sure. Which do not extend to the positions you're referring to. Yes. But but where I was going with that, and the reason I called back to your opinion on Trump again, how is this narrative, this playing out on the public stage going to impact our 2024 elections and how the American public views that? Right. Okay. You could talk about what is the liberal agenda for doing this? And we talked on the podcast about Tucker Carlson talking about the the vendetta that the government, both sides of the aisle, have out for Trump for some of the things he did in outing their agendas. Um, But we have a primary going on, and then we have a presidential election. Sure. We all know what happened in 2020, and we can debate whether it was a legitimate election or not. Sure. But somebody has to be elected president in 2024. Biden is ostensibly running as long as his ticker keeps going and he doesn't fall over and hurt himself. I mean, them sandbags are after him, man. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Someone from the Republican side is going to have to run against him. Yes. Do you think this will negatively impact Trump's campaign, both at the primary and potentially at the federal level? Or do you think this will empower and energize his campaign? Okay, well, so a couple things. Number one, ultimately, they're trying to do everything they can to pull him off the board. They well, believe and, this and, is a move to pull him off. Well, the board. and they can't chip away. They can't knock him out with a fatal swoop. They have to chip away at him slowly but surely to to but betray whatever public confidence is there and they think this is the way to do it what's going on from from a purely academic standpoint as a student of political science and and campaigns and stuff like that what they're doing is they are absolutely strengthening his base because no matter what you tell his base and we were talking about a little bit we alluded to cognitive bias and audio they're trying to in, that's coming out next independence week. and the undecided right that's exactly what they're trying to do and obviously 
those on the left who are anti-Trumpers or have Trump derangement syndrome, and I would submit there's Trump derangement on both sides, the supporters mm-hmm. and the unsupporters. Sure. It's a different derangement. As someone who has yes. generally supported Trump, and I have not completely thrown him to the side, as perhaps you have or whatever. No, I'm not but, saying that I have. But I'm not saying that I have. I think you're absolutely correct. The, the TDR... Yeah, yeah, TDR. TDS. TDS, yes. thank you. Yes. TDS is a symptom on both sides. Yes, absolutely. And what what well, that TDS stands for is people losing the ability to examine things objectively, sure. look at them constructively, take in the context and make informed decisions. Whether you're on the left or on the right, if you have stopped thinking objectively, if you have stopped being critical, and, and looking at things with a critical eye, you're a victim of TDS. Absolutely, you are. And, th- and that's my only issue with all of this. Look, I may very well vote for Trump if he is the candidate, because I, can sure, I can assure you, I am not voting for Biden if he ends up being the Democrat candidate. I, I, and I can, with about 97% assurity, uh, tell you that I am not voting for any Democrat candidate at all in the POTUS race at all. So unless that dude there's is only, some magical only one, I, There's only one I would theoretically consider, and he's never going to get the primary. You're talking about primary. Kennedy? That's exactly Yeah. Well, Kennedy's stance on guns, and that's one of my big hot button issues, that, that automatically prohibits him for me. Yeah. I so, haven't examined all his policies, but I know – but he is seems he's to a be registered D that does not toe the party line. He on the seems many to be like his dad so a lot, or his his dad and uncle yeah. a lot more than he is like the current modern day Democrats. Right. Yes, and I get that. And I'm look, I love him for that, and because it takes some big old fuzzy testes to do to stand up against this Democrat party right now, right. as we talked about in the previous the audio cast that's coming out next week. If you dissent from that party line, and we're already seeing this with him, where they're pushing him aside. But back to what we were talking about from an academic standpoint, what's going on is the the left and those going after Trump are not trying to chip away at his base, but they are resolving the base or anybody that may have been moderately on the fence about him. Yeah. I mean, think about it. They're, I've come out hard against trump pro another candidate but i'm like whoa you're you're messing with trump this is not yeah. cool yeah the the defense analogy fits really well and i think that's exactly they're trying to knock everyone off that fence and forcing them to land on one side or the other and hoping that the math works out on which side the majority falls off that fence on yeah i mean absolutely and and and, and but but the the historical campaign model is that you you say enough to appeal to your base as a candidate and you try to pick off those in the middle you try to become more centralized that's how clinton was as popular as he was because he he took dick morris's uh idea of triangulation you take the best part of your party and the best part of the opposing party and you put it in the middle and you draw all of those central independents who sit on the fence, who are non-committed, who don't have the balls enough to commit to an ideology, as we always put it. And they are pulling 
those individuals into their camp. Those are the ones that decide elections in all honesty. Yeah, it's true. But then you end up potentially if a candidate actually sticks to what they run on in that scenario, you end up with a candidate that doesn't stand for anything. Right. So. And that's the thing. You can't ride the fence. You've always said that you either you can't ride the fence. You got to pick a side. And, and the thing is, is politicians, they dance in the middle. And they've always tried to do that. We're seeing that norm change a little bit with candidates like Matt Gates, who is just purely pronounced on the right. Um, you see that with DeSantis, who is he? I mean, way he's been governor of the state is he's tried to. He's most of his policies have been more right of center. Yes, we could. That's another. I have I have feelings about DeSantis yes, you running do. for president. And right. That's fine, and but but I, and I'm <clears throat> I'm speaking strictly as a, as yeah. a governor, yeah. um, and and what you run into when you see this, there the left is doubling down on this whole anti-Trump. Trump is a great Satan to the left. He is the absolute great Satan to the left. He is their boogeyman, their Baba Yaga, yes, whatever. But that also accounts for his popularity on the right, because as we've talked about, that divide, that canyon between the right and the left, oh, if he's their boogeyman, he must therefore be, be our, our savior. Our savior. Yeah. Yeah, our superhero. Yep. All right. So, uh, Sean, uh, Ra- Raleigh. <laughs> for, for her, you pronounce it correctly. Okay. Well, it's different. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm a gentleman, Kevin. She uh, says, with consideration to the selective enforcement and weaponization of the DOJ, this is not only an indictment of a foreign president, but a direct attack on the Republican Party. Hate or love Trump, this is the Democrat Party doing what they do, dictating the narrative, and the Republican Party will do nothing. Now, that... Is a, I mean, that is a gospel truth. I mean, is what that actually it's, is. It's, and, it, and, and matter of fact, not only is the Republican Party doing nothing, you actually can see proclaimed about career Republicans running from running from it or, or either a drown right turning their back or sprinting in the opposite direction of the conversation. Well, because of that whole, the whole or traditional policy of trying to stay in the center. Yeah. They're trying to ride that damn fence. See, but you see, okay, you're bringing up the center that they target the center. They acknowledge there is a center in America, but that center. But what moved. what do they try and do through mass media? They try and create a divide in America. They try and shrink that center. They try and. Actually, us, actually, I would in categories. And, and I would it, submit that they attempt to push that center to the left. Well, yes. I but, mean, who would have thought twenty years ago I, we would even even be having the discussion well, of drag queen story hour in okay. our kids' library? Granted that the mass media, <coughs> uh, mainstream media, is left controlled right now. So yes, there is there is a concerted. In the, in the mainstream media, the obvious push is to push more people across that canyon to the left side of the canyon versus the right. But the more that canyon is defined and the deeper it gets, the narrower it can get. Right. Because everybody's over here or over there. That shrinks that middle 
And now, if that middle is shrinked because everybody's polarized, shrink or what shrunk. you're talking about <laughs> with politics and targeting the middle, that makes that target easier and easier to go after. Sure. Because it's a smaller and smaller subset of society that they have to appeal to. Because the more they succeed, the more they don't have to worry about that larger percentage of the population. So they're already in the appropriate buckets. Hot, hot take. Hot take. I think a shrinking, undecided class is not necessarily a bad thing. It's the best thing. Because that means people are actually making decisions. Absolutely. <clears throat> it's it's the bedrock of what America is supposed to be about. Independent thought, independent life, freedom to form your own opinions through educating yourself on what's going on. Yep. An informed public that has a variance of opinion based off their life experiences and looks at their own position on things across <clears throat> a wide breadth of things, that's what made America great. What's but sad it doesn't is serve the, the, their specific division purposes. What is sad, though, is that everybody thinks they're informed. And that's the illusion that they've bought into. Right. They well, it goes feel back like to what I talked about earlier. Yes. Is how are you informed? Your two hours of CNN or your two hours of Fox News each night, if that's how you're measuring your being informed, you're not informed. Yeah. Yeah. You Absolutely. are you are manipulated. Yep. Yep. You're just sitting on either side of that canyon divide, having a big old jug of Kool-Aid and pressing mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Absolutely. hundred percent. Absolutely. Well, I, I, we need to go and uh, we need to talk about our sponsor a little bit. <laughs> Sponsors are important in the lifeblood of these right, things. Yeah. If you would like to sponsor our cast because you may not like our current sponsor, you can fill that <laughs> spot by going to the Driveway Liberty Podcast forward slash advertise and figuring out how you can, in fact, sponsor the cast, whether it be our new local cast that we've got or it be the national cast or both. You can go there and you can reach out to us and get a little bit more information. But now here's a word from our sponsor and we will be back with beer reviews oh shit it's not playing there it is can i pee uh you got just a minute yeah you can talk okay well last time when you, the music started playing i apparently couldn't talk. audio cast is different than the national cast it cuts out our just mics little, when we little, go little, we go to stuff little like clues that. for me so i don't yeah Sorry. I, I just assume everybody knows what's up. Well, I knew when we were audio versus video, but I didn't know when the mic cut in and off. Yeah, when I'm playing videos like this, I've got it set up where our mics aren't hot. Unless we work in like other videos where we, we can make commentary over. So are there chat going off? Uh, not a lot. Uh, your wife is nicely done, Sean. Your comment. Yeah, that was a good comment. That's not what you typed. So, hey, guys, welcome back. Dan, I had to uh, go do some stuff. Uh, it is time for this.
All right, guys, it's time for beer reviews. Uh, a, a, a lot of people fast forward through this segment, which is uh, really shame. a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's, you shouldn't, because if you don't want to watch it, you can actually take that time to go get yourself a beer. Right. Absolutely. Rest yeah. and break. Yeah. So uh, Kevin is our uh, our guest co-host. So, uh, Kevin, what you drinking, buddy? I'm having a Dragon's Milk Tales of Gold. It is a uh, bourbon barrel aged gold nail. Uh, clocking in at 11 APV. Yeah, you definitely so need a, I'm having a good time. Designated driver. No do. doubt. No doubt. Daniel? Uh, I'm drinking a beer called La La Land. It's an American IPA. It's from uh, right. Proof Brewing Company out of Tallahassee. Uh, I don't know how much. It's it's potent. <laughs> I'm trying to pull trying it up. To pull it up <laughs> Your hesitation in even saying that is proof of the point. Yeah. You're right, yeah. I'm trying to Google it, and it, like La La Land's a, a freaking name of a movie that right. apparently was very popular. So I literally, oh, here, La La Land IPA. I got it right here. There it is. Here we it, go. It's not on the can, huh? No, well, I can't see that small, so uh, it is. That happens with age. It, it is. It's, it's really, it's true. 7%. Oh, that's uh, so it's got, a little, got a little hair on it. So I am uh, drinking an American, uh, original American uh, lager <laughs> that, uh, depending on which side of the aisle you are on, it tastes great and is also less filling. <laughs> it's less uh, it's original now, material. It's now <laughs> it's now owned by a Canadian company, Molson Coors. And it is a nice and tasty Miller Lite. And I have it. I'm drinking this because we have a drive and uh, we've been doing podcasting all day. And I was drinking like seven and a half percent ABVs up until this cast. So I'm trying to be a responsible adult and uh, not, you know, drink too heavily since I am driving back home. Well, that's so it's so funny. you're winding down and taking the edge off with a nice, <laughs> nice watered down Miller Lite. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what's up. So that is our beer reviews. Beer reviews. So welcome back to the cast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we hope you enjoy our new uh, title sponsor, Socialism <coughs> Springs. If you are looking for some government subsidized uh, golf or alcohol or alcohol food. or food uh go to socialism springs it's in defuniac springs um just to the east of down of the central area of the metropolitan area that would be west or west yeah it's a, it's a, it's somewhere in the radius uh around defuniac springs i've never actually physically been there if you just drive around and look for the best example of uh, tax abuse you'll have found it. yeah that, yeah that's right it's <laughs> a big fucking so, neon sign going. yeah tax abuse <laughs> tax abuse so man we've been having a, a really good discussion about uh how america has fallen all right so let me ask you a question yeah i don't think there's any doubt so this is uh, indictment number two on the Trump indictment menu that the, the left is rolling out. Mm -hmm. There's potentially four. The first one came in Manhattan. Does anybody really believe he's not going to be found guilty of that? 
I mean, it's 14% amazing. of the people voted for Trump in Manhattan. So the jury pool is completely tainted. There's no if ands, or buts about it. Right. He's going to be found guilty. Yeah, facts won't matter in that case. Yes. Not at all. Not at all. He's going to be found guilty. Yep. This one by the DOJ is being um, heard in Miami, which is one of the more liberal parts of Florida. Although DeSantis did win this county, yeah, but, but DeSantis <laughs> and Trump aren't the, the you can't correlate the, those yeah. as being similar. Uh, it's it's a it's a leftist area, liberal area. Jury wise, it's more of a crapshoot there than New York by far. It, mm. He'll get a better chance there. Um, However, I do think the defense has a lot of opportunity to disarm the prosecution in that case. And that if you're if you're talking about a real legitimate, the facts are going to determine the outcome of the case and the jury pool is going to go by the facts as opposed to orange man bad sitting across from me, then I think in both cases, Trump would win. But in 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 regards to the situation he's in, that is a pipe dream. But you also got to take into consideration, and I understand where you're coming from, but you also got to take into consideration the penalties that are on the table for that jury to consider. In the Miami case, they're talking about, and I think this was a major miscalculation on the part of the prosecution, the Department of Justice, and the Biden, Biden administration. They're charging him with 37 counts in excess of 100 years. Yeah. Any jury member, regardless of your political leanings, should be given some amount of pause when they realize my vote can have that kind of impact on this individual's life. You have to be a very strong orange man bad Trump derangement syndrome person to just willy nilly do that. I think you underestimate political I honestly, I, I honestly believe that the people who believe Orange Man bad don't give two flying fucks what happens to him. They would, they would like to see him executed on the street. Yeah, there may be a portion of that population that that is that passionate programmed yeah. you say passionate i'm gonna say program because no rational person would come to that conclusion unless they had willingly been receptive to a lot of programming and stuff then being we talked in depth about that program yeah the, and unfortunately that is a big symptom in america the today. key component of your previous statement is rational and that is the problem you, you you run in because we've been talking about Trump derangement syndrome. You you run into irrational is what well, you run they into. They see Orange Man bad yeah. as Satan. I agree, and that's why I think he is going to lose in New York because I do believe that that mentality is much more pervasive up there. Because of the desire to see some rational and because Miami is a little bit more centrist. And I know DeSantis winning there isn't really a player here, but it is more of a crapshoot there. And you can reserve, at least but, I feel well, you can you reserve gotta keep in mind some that, hope that, that for Miami some voted for. A Think about what we're talking about. We're talking about degrees of 
Trump. So in essence, Trump's almost eighty years old. Yes, but your your, your if original he gets question found guilty was comparing the jury pool potential in New York versus the jury pool potential in Miami and what the potential outcomes for Trump would be. I'm not saying he's a slam dunk win in Miami. It's better. His odds are better in Miami. Yeah, considerably. Oh, I I don't disagree with that. But the his odds in Manhattan are zero. I would agree with that. Yeah, his odds in Miami are. 30% 30% and, and 20% let's, let's, let's be honest the case the, the case up in Manhattan is a complete garbage heap. garbage case <laughs> yeah. right stupid irrelevant statute of limitations long past bullshit right and it's not going to matter to a jury in Manhattan yeah and if you're going to if you're going to, in Manhattan the case there if you're going to find him guilty you have massive precedent that that guilty verdict comes with a fine exactly that and that swings back to what i was saying up there they can rationalize oh yeah i don't like trump and he's gonna get fined hell yeah i'm gonna find his ass and vote the the optics and the situation are very different in what's being tried in absolutely absolutely but the one in miami is also a federal case yep so you're talking about the biden doj Yep. And let's be honest, it's the Biden DOJ. It's not the American or the United States District Department of Justice. It's the Biden DOJ. It is the ultimate weaponization of government. Yeah, and and that is actually one specific spot where I think uh, Republicans, though, they're avoiding it to some extent. That is one instance where I think they are strategically making a, a correct move in continuing to hammer it as a Biden DOJ initiative and push and referencing the election interference. Because, because I, that is something that can theoretically translate across the lines. Yes. So especially in that middle. The Republicans we are about. trying to contain it. They're fine with Trump going down, but they want to contain it to Trump. They don't want they this should. outcome. But but they're just. I, they, I, I agree. They, I they agree don't want this outcome doing. to have larger ramifications for their party they're fine at letting trump go down and that and that's where they're making a fundamental blunder in my opinion yeah and how many times do they have to make this blunder of oh it'll apply here but we'll have restraint in the future when there is no restraint if they legitimately wanted to make inroads against the left if they legitimately wanted to it's not even has to be about supporting Trump, but about supporting and defending the differences in ideology that they propose to be for. They would be doing the exact opposite of what you're saying. They would be presenting this as, hey, this is precedent setting. This can have ramifications going forward throughout the future uh-huh. and all those cases. And guess what? They would have a much stronger case. They would reach far more people. They would reach across the aisle. They would reach people that don't give two craps about Trump. And they could actually have an impact on moving where that divide is. But because of Trump. Are they? No, they're not. No. Because of Trump and them being ready to wash their hands or the establishment portion being ready to wash their hands of him, they're going to let that opportunity go to the wayside and just... Because that's that's not layout. what they're about. Their yep. their job 
not what we're not what we hold them to and not what their job's supposed to be but their current position is to protect and perpetuate the situation they've created right call it a uniparty call it whatever the hell you want to deep state washington bureaucrat whatever you want to call it their their job and the people who get sucked into that area they are self preservation that's what they're about and trump was the the person who pulled the the rug out from under that self-preservation thing and exposed people on both sides of the aisle Remember, Trump was a registered independent before he switched and became a registered Republican to run for president. Sure. And before just like, that, he was a registered Just like Bernie Democrat. Sanders did with the yeah. Democrat Party. You and, can't get elected as an independent yeah, in most right. cases. And, well, and like he said, he was a Democrat before that. Yeah. And he took office, didn't play their game for either side, right. for the uniparty, as you're talking about. And so now he's become this uncontrolled entity the rank and file registered republican out there the average blue collar worker the everyday citizen doesn't look at it or play those games that you're talking about with the leadership and the 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 machine of the parties correct and yet they feel because of the system they have to pick a side and they have to vote one way or the other that or they're programmed or programmed but by the orange all three of us are we not registered republicans yes right does that mean we agree with the republican machine as we're discussing it right now no no but we have to pick a side we have to vote away there well, we've had a lot of deep conversations yeah. about the lesser of two evils right on, on our podcast absolutely still evil <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's like do you want to be shot or you want to be burned at the stake i mean yeah yeah, it's yeah a but, sucky but, deal but what's going on right now with trump and them going after trump how the republican party as an organization is reacting to that and how that's going to affect our elections in this next cycle is a microcosm of example of everything we're talking about and so hopefully the American public, whether the jury is influenced or not, hopefully the American public will pay attention to this process and think a little bit deeper. So let me ask you this. Hopefully. I know. I barring. I'll have another drink. Yeah. Barring a outlier candidate like Trump. Do you think they care who gets elected? You're talking about the machine? Yep. No, I think the machine. Whether it's I think and, and machine they'll, they'll has a vested interest in who who gets elected. I think elected. the machine would perfect be perfectly happy with Ron DeSantis. Mm, mm, I, I, yeah, yeah. Mm, I just the machine that. would be happy with uh, Mike Pence, Pompeo, Biden, Tim Scott. Okay, Mike Pence, Pompeo. They have no chance. Let's talk about no, people. but 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 it's literally. My I guess the point Dude, I'm making is I never is, thought that John McCain would be the nominee. For the Republican Party or no. Mitt Romney, yeah. I never in a million years thought that either one of those idiots Do would you be the. Honestly, the think that Joe Biden, which brings up, was the number one candidate for the Democrat Party when he ran against Trump. Absolutely, because of the words you just used. Yeah, but if you if, didn't if, say was the number one 
candidate for the Democrats of America. You said, do you think he was the number one candidate for the Democrat Party? My point exactly. My answer is yes. So I'm leaning towards the belief of they've set up a situation where they'll throw a bone either way. They get and and you can call it a centrist. To me, that's just a label of of our version of a centrist is different than the Uniparty's version of a centrist. They will they will <laughs> yeah. throw a candidate out there that has the public view and the persona of being like they they marketed Joe Biden as a centrist. Well, yeah, as, they, as you can apply that class Joe. You can apply that title to anything. You can apply yeah, that sure. title to a goat in a field. It doesn't matter. But, but enough you people, said, enough you said people their definition, voted for him. Their definition of a centrist is completely different than the people's. Sure. And it could not be more accurate because the people's de- definition of a centrist, the average person's definition of a centrist, is somebody that has a belief structure that crosses that divide. And they may have conservative fiscal principles, but they have some liberal social views uh, on, on rights, abortion or something. Okay, so that would be considered a centrist or a moderate. But or I don't think they care. The politicians, the, 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 the Republican Democrats, their view of a centrist is as you described it earlier, Wes. That's that no man's land in the middle that they struggle to reach and influence one way or another. Yep. That's their view of a centrist. And there may be people that fit into both of those categories, but the reasons and the way they view it and the way they attack it completely different i honestly yeah. think it's it's literally think of a football game in which on this sunday you're playing against a team that is really good against the run yeah so you're going to load the box. pass well you're the defense you're playing against is good against the okay, run right. so you're gonna you're gonna pass more because that's their vulnerabilities and then the next week you go against a team that is the number one team in the league against a pass. Well, you need to run the ball effectively to beat yeah. them. The world we live in today is when the Democrats have elected offense, a, a elected official, and they have a certain playbook that they run. And when I say they, I mean the collective. Yeah. The bureaucracy yeah. runs the playbook this way. And then when a Republican's in office, that's not Trump. Somebody who is a part of their world is in play. Well, their playbook and, changes and just a little Tr- bit, but it's still going in the same direction. And before Trump, you saw them try and march those out. They had McCain. They had Romney. Yeah. Both would have been perfect fits to that bill, that, exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Trump interrupted that cycle, okay? Because that cycle is going back and forth. It has been I'm for sorry. I'm sorry, time. Bush. You were one, okay? Yeah. Dad, you were one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clinton. I mean, Obama. There's been a whole litany of people who fit exactly what you're talking about from both sides of the fence. And Romney's and the McCain's are examples. Trump was an anomaly. Yes. And Bob Doe. We don't need to forget Bob Doe. (laughs) I'm Bob Doe. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, which presents a very fucking bleak. Future. Well, that's the reason I titled <laughs> I this episode "America is Falling." It's a very fallen. bleak 
future. I mean, yeah. it really, really, it is. I mean, I think it's going to take somebody. So, it, no, 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 no. It's not going to take somebody. It's going to take everybody. It's going to take what's on your shirt. Be a hero. You Get off your trust. ass. Be honest. Be intellectually honest about what your beliefs are and then translate those beliefs into action. Okay, so as a libertarian and a conservative who, while we're registered Republicans, we want to think past that label. As candidates for 2024, do you categorize candidates into, are they McCain or Romney? And I know that's an extreme, but do you categorize candidates between a candidate that's willing to break that mold that we clearly dislike or a candidate that's going to toe a line and support an agenda that maintains a divide in America. Well, I, I honestly I'm not, believe I'm not until, naming any names in that. I'm just saying sure. it's something to consider. I honestly believe that until we change, the American citizens change and demand different things. Nothing's going to change. It won't matter. We're going the to person, keep getting what we've always got. The person that we're looking for to be the 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 better politician of Trump. So a Trump who plays better, who's a wrecking ball, but does it in a strategic way to not alienate people. Oh, that's such a tricky, tricky. It, it is. You're it walking is. a knife edge. And you say, no, I understand that. You take but that's what we're policies. looking for. You, that is what we're hoping for, right? You take Trump's policies, but somebody who can communicate better. Let's be and honest. And not sit in a debate and say, but, but you're doing In the is. end. But it, let's be honest. That's, that's what we're hoping that's for. That's what we want. And we all dream. But at the same time, you said take Trump's policies and put them with someone that can communicate better. But at the end of the day, what matters more, a policy or communication? If you can't have the perfect con, the policy, you cannot have the perfect more, yeah. candidate. What? Do you, how do you prioritize those qualifications? Yeah, but it's not just. Here's the thing: we need a, a Trump-like wrecking ball, but it can't come from one singular man. The one singular man isn't strong. The wrecking ball isn't big enough and strong enough to break this shit apart. Yeah. Right. It's got to be the it's got to be the American people who throw the tea in the fucking harbor or call. We don't want people getting shot in the streets. None of that. No. But we need we need freaking revolt in peaceful and positive ways yeah. and I in which this changes the behavior of the elected officials we have. And I don't think we're going to get that overnight. No. But we need no. to continually strive and push forward towards that. Yeah. I, yeah. I would say. And the question is, what kind of candidates do we want to put forward? And again, I'm trying to keep this as generic as I can. No, about, no, about, I get it. I get it. About, All right. So for one thing, we need to stop electing rhinos. The go along to get along is why we are exactly what where we are okay what is your definition of a rhino my rhino is somebody who who, who agrees to liberal policy when liberals aren't willing to concede and 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 come to a compromise themselves okay all right For, for great example and i will name a name is congressman neil dunn 
this side of 331. That dude has voted every time a Ukraine vote has come up to send money over there. Every time he's voted pro for that. So you're not for the Ukraine. I'm not Not for for perpetuating an organization that was founded to stop communism when communism is no longer in existence in Soviet, in Russia. Right. And I say you're not for Ukraine. I meant when I say that, I meant the. I am not for funding a war that we're not right. engaged yeah. in. And I, do I not should have, have been more direction. specific or more yeah. descriptive in my. <laughs> okay. I, uh, yeah. yeah. I, 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 just for clarity, I am 100% on the same page the, with okay. that. The Trump right. Russia um, thing is not about Trump versus Russia. Or it's, I'm sorry, the Ukraine Russia thing is not about Ukraine versus Russia. Absolutely not. It's never been about that. Right. And this but is just the number another- of American NGO interests that are in that region, the level of influence we've been peddling in that region going all the way back to the early 2000s with people such as the ones you just named, McCain and various Cheney, various other entities. Various that, Bidens. What, what you yeah. have yeah. is what you have is a. And you just a named country, somebody on the opposite side of the aisle. Oh, gosh. A country that has, been, yes. that has been elevated to the ultimate boogeyman in Russia yeah. versus a country that is our laundromat for money, one of the most corrupt country and easy-to-influence countries in the world where we've been funneling money through for years. Ukraine for near near to 20 years now has been whatever we've made it. Yes. Call it a money laundering thing, call it whatever you want. And they are presenting this as Ukraine's a democracy. Yeah. Oh, America has a vested the interest Soviet, in Soviet they're painting Russia as the old Soviet yeah, communist absolutely. Russia is trying to take over right. that area and make the whole it's, area it's communist. It's Vietnam it's all not, over again. None of it's true. It's Vietnam all over again. None of that right? is true. But they, they keep putting forward this, oh, America has a vested interest. We're defending democracy. Oh, yes. Well, wait, go back. Go back to your first statement. You're defending your fucking America laundry had, mat. Yeah, America does have a vested interest. The American political economic structure of the Uniparty that Tucker yes, Carlson referred to in, yes. our, in our audio podcast. Yes, there is an interest, but it's not an interest that relates to the American people. Correct. In any way and in reality name name a situation in which our federal government has gone strong about something that actually is pro-american people when was the last time you can come up with something can you think of a policy that our federal government put forth that encompasses and would be positive to the collective of the American I can people. only give you one example, and it's a false example. And that would be something that was sold to the American people under the auspices of exactly what you're saying. And it's called Obamacare. And it destroyed the health insurance I mean, industry it's in killing, America. Not just the insurance industry, but all of the ancillary in- yeah. industries, the actual health care itself. So, My wife's in health care. Right. And that 
has had that was such sold a negative to the example. American public. It was so positive. As what you're hold saying. Hold on. It was so positive for the American public that literally the entire Republican national electorate went and ran on repealing it. Yeah. And then didn't do a damn thing about it once. They and then won. once they won, they didn't repeal it. Right. Right. Well, guys, think about that. Think about that, where we had to think that hard and we couldn't come up with something. <coughs> no, it's there's nothing there. Like our federal government is fucked. So and they're fucking us on a daily basis. So let's close this out with one word answer. Is America fallen? It's one it, word. Yes. Okay. Falling. 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 Fallen. Present tense. Past tense. You, that you, was one word, brother. The, the, you, you being an attorney. Okay. Over. So the we're, we're out the of vision time. of America I, I that we out. want, that we we believe in, is fucking gone. Yes, it's fallen. Okay. Does I, it mean it's permanently fallen? No, I don't believe that. Otherwise, I wouldn't live here and continue to fight this fight. We we gotta we have to pick it up. Like you said earlier in the cast, and like my shirt says, you have to be your own hero. You have to step up and educate yourself. I hate using that phrase. Absolutely, hate using that phrase. But you've got to be engaged, and you've got to find information and stop trusting quick news sources because that's not where you find. At factual information anymore, dude. Yeah. That's that's the path of their power. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, and they trust that everybody's going to take the path of least resistance to gathering their political information. Yeah, but you're literally putting you watching Fox News, CNN, and MSNBC is literally putting fuel into that uniparty big government yeah. crap. Absolutely, it is. Well, we want to go ahead. You yeah, I just wanted to add on to that and, and to say. If you agree with us, find ways to have these kinds of conversations in your life, whether it be family members, friends, or even those that disagree with you. Sit down, have honest conversations. Don't be afraid of questioning each other and challenging each other, but yes. only through conversations and communication and thinking past the surface can we as Americans begin to dig out of this hole. Absolutely. Because yeah, they have painted this into a into a conversation that you shouldn't have polite circles no, no, you should they, not have this conversation yeah they've you made could it certainly have this conversation civilly there's nothing yeah. wrong with being civil about no it. absolutely absolutely but you can't shy away from the conversation just because it becomes passionate because this is your fucking life this is your kid's life this is your grandkids life and wes and i talked about this on the way over why do we do this we i do this not listen i'm 58 years old I've got a limited time left on this earth. It's like two the years. shit that that is going down isn't going to change in my lifetime to the point where we want it to be. Right. So it's for our kids, our grandkids, and the next generation after that. Right. We're fighting this war for them. Not only do we need to have these conversations ourselves, we need to teach those that we love that are younger than us, whether it be our kids or our grandkids, we need to teach them the skills of having these conversations. Yes. So they're equipped. If you can walk down fucking New York City street with a 
fake dick hanging out and fake tits during fucking pride parade, you can have these conversations in your living room. That is sure. an amazing note to end the cast. It, 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 man, it, dude, how I, are you I, not I embarrassed by that? For what, but for, you shy away from these kind of conversations. So, so I just to clarify, I would never do any of that. But I will be glad to sit yeah, down. Yeah, but it's, it's on the your, fucking news, and people are like, they got kids on the fucking sidelines cheering, waving their flag, like it's freaking the, somebody won the World Series. And you got a people fake sex acts down the street, and that's not embarrassing. But we can't have honest conversations about politics, how our country is being formed. Yep. Because that is that is. Uh, not allowed it's not polite conversation that's a problem we have to fix that you have to be able to talk about these things and you have to be able to get passionate about it and not be afraid to have these conversations i think we're in violent agreement with that being said if you enjoy the cast be sure to share it with your friends and family i am your uncle wes and i'm hungry i'm getting the hell out of here we'll see you next time on the driveway liberty podcast you